Welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, we up through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows and the creamy middles of The Simpsons seasons 1 to 12 through random episode generation. I'm of course your uh, horrifying host, uh, Tyler McCrane, joining with me as always is my good comrade and colleague, my calculating uh, cold-blooded uh, co-host, uh, Cal Reader. Cal, how are you doing this um, spooky holiday? <laughs> uh yeah I'm, I'm all right man pretty chill we've just gone into a lockdown so i'm like okay <laughs> about yes that. but what what tier are you what f- um revel flavor are you in this mixed bag of fucked covid uh distancing we're number three we was number ah, yes in in the correct as i've been calling it and i've actually mentioned it to customers at work um in the corona the crazy Corona League of Fun. We were number two for quite a while in the north, and now we're in tier three. So this is fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm not. I'm fucked off, but you know, I stand with Manchester. He is the king of the north. Um, but apart from that, all good. I've got a Halloween quiz lined up. Uh, what I'll be? Oh, brilliant! You know what I'll be a part of? No. For, uh, Ned Flanders, unfortunately, this year. Um, oh. Being that the plan was to get into shape to be sexy, stupid, sexy Flanders, but I don't know. I haven't decided. Well, you could be stupid, sexy COVID Flanders. <laughs> I could be Homer, I guess. I've got enough. I'm bold and fat enough. So, how about yourself? Uh, I'm fine. The only thing I'm to be afraid of is uh, financial insecurity, folks. Um, mm. Potentially facing uh, some. Uh, issue at work basically it'll be a uh, potential redundancy but i'm hoping uh, they target the old as uh, the current co- uh, as the current tory government are doing I hope they just target the old at my job and uh, in life in general as well so i've got my fingers and toes crossed here cal fingers and toes and this um particularly spooktacular episode we're reviewing today is the very first treehouse of horror from season two episode three with the original air date being October the 25th, 1990. And the chalkboard gag and the couch gag are, well, uh, there's none of those, folks. We get a really um, earnest uh, appeal from Marge, just warning the viewers that, oh, hello, children, what you're about to see is very scary, so um, you might want to go to bed, which seems so, like, outdated yet, you know, cute and naive now, just have someone say, oh, the phone program's really scary. Yeah, it's because um, they do this for the second one as well, I believe, and then they kind of drop it, don't they? It, it becomes so much of a parody that she goes like, oh my, instead of this, we're going to show you this old Western. It's it's good. It's My initial thoughts of this episode before watching it were not great. I can't, I remember I remember watching this one, uh, obviously, the tree, we've talked about it when we watched the third one the first time, I think, was it? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, the Treehouse of Horrors are a staple of Halloween, of really. Um, I, whether or not they'll be doing, they'll, I'm assuming they'll be doing one this year. They did like a weird, they did kind of two. They did one last year, they did a, tri- a typical uh, Treehouse of Horror, and then they did a, uh, like a, 
they're like a Thanksgiving one. It was a bit weird. Um, but you know, it's it's a tried and trusted. Even even like in new era Simpsons, which aren't always considered obviously the best. Um, the good old Treehouse of Horrors always stand up, and it's nice to kind of revisit to see where it all began. Oh yeah, I think the fact that it's non-canonical and the stories are seven minutes long they get to be as wild and creative as they can and because the time restraint they have to make it extra tight and to have it like even more a joke a minute a joke every 30 seconds um if you will the fun thing with the recent um well the upcoming should i say uh trials of horror it was going to be ready for uh, uh this weekend coming up the 28th of october fitting in with this uh, 30th anniversary but in typical peak 90 simpsons fashion um fox have uh, shunned it for a baseball game the world series is uh getting into the playoff stage so it's been bumped just after literally the day after halloween oh boo i know the world series where only america actually take part you know i've seen the screenshots of it yeah. there's a into the spider-verse um parody that looks okay. really good homer is like um like a noir type and a disney princess type and it generally looks good good i look forward to it how we kick this off is um well yeah with marge warning everyone and then we're just straight into the halloween tombstones and the punny names and that and you know uh, whoever's died is here and we get um homer's come back from trick-or-treating by himself <laughs> this man in his mid-30s is a sheet ghost there like one how did he get away with it and two how do you get that much candy well obviously to all the uh children were telling ghost stories and shit i feel like he's i feel like he's picked out the houses where um like i, I don't know because i've only really dealt with this in um the at the posher houses around my village that they'd leave uh, tins of celebrations out for you hmm. and if you're a really shitty kid like me you're just picking every single one apart from your I don't know your minty ones are your Snickers. Uh, see, I always loved Halloween. There was, there was like, I was talking about it the other day. Actually, one of our neighbours, he still, he still lives across the street from us now. Terrified of him growing up. He was a very, he's, he's got, but he's not that terrifying. He's loud, but I think it's because he's deaf. Um, but he's got a face like a uh, droopy dog, and he just looks, oh re- yeah, he just looks Ooh. really miserable. And but he's he's actually just like a really nice guy. He he really is, um, and like it just looks terrifying. And I just remember being as a kid actually absolutely fucking terrified of this guy. And he gave us like loads of. He didn't have any chocolate, so he just gave us loads of chocolate biscuits, which you know. But Ooh, what I, ones? Uh, it was. I think it was a Fox's classic, which is like. Oh, God's here. Fucking massive. Yeah, definitely. I love Halloween. Halloween is, is one of my favourite times of the year. It's such a shame being that it's on a Saturday as well, um, that we're not able to actually do anything. You know, tis the, tis the season, I guess. Um, but I'm trying to be spooky here and there, you know, watching the odd classic and stuff and trying my best to distract myself from the nightmare of what, what this year is. We notice uh, Homer realises the kids are up in the treehouse there and they're telling scary stories and we see Lisa, you know, torchlight under her just um, giving one of the old cliche stories and, you know, oh, turns out the call was coming from inside the house and Bart's not impressed. He heard that in, you know, fourth grade. Third grade. So, all right, 
was it fifth or fourth? He said, well, he's in fourth, isn't he? So he saw oh, third grade. He saw it, said it in third grade. That's it. Come on, Tyler, what are you doing, man? Jesus. Yeah, he's heard that one in third grade. Um, so, all right, I'll tell you a spooky one. And we go for bad dream house, folks. And um, I'll say here, this is my favorite um, story out of the three, Cal. Yeah, uh, we were discussing about this before the episode, how, how we're going to kind of run it um is we're going to review obviously each segment and then kind of have a rundown of which basically rank them individually rather than individual episodes um it's a hard i don't know it's a very it's pro i really enjoyed the second one the hungry are the uh hungry are the damned was it yes, yes yeah um i did really enjoy that one um with the with the whole series and uh, this episode itself I, I wasn't expecting much from it. Um, it's you know I've, I've rewatched this episode a few times, not as much. It's mainly the other, the later, the later ones. What uh, obviously get shown uh, uh, on Simpsons, on you know around Halloween and stuff. But the whole se- you know, the whole Treehouse of Horror, I really loved it, and I think this one as well is arguably. I've, I've got, nah, I'll say it's my second favorite. I think my favourite's probably coming up, um, but it was very funny. You know, there's there's loads of jokes and stuff. Um, we'll get get through it through this episode, but it's I really enjoyed it as well. I think, I think I know, I know I enjoyed it. I'm not <laughs> indecisive. You're indecisive. <laughs> so it turns out um, the Simpsons themselves have moved home. They're moving to this bigger manor house there, and you know it all looks um, you know a bit off, a bit off to. You and I, and we have the family moving there, and we have um, the guest star running throughout all these um, all these little episodes here. We have James L. Jones, you know, Darth Vader himself, and legendary actor, and um, he's the removal guy. Homer Tipson, you know, a buck for all his hard labour. You know, he's glad there's a curse on this place, Cal. Now, can you tell me um, the other two voices that um, are R. L. Jones um, is in for the next two? He. Uh, so obviously it's a, it's a house and a thing um, in the Raven he's the narrator yep and in uh, Hungry Are the Damned he's is he the chef alien yeah he's Serok the preparer yeah. yeah I can see why like he didn't come back because he was probably quite pricey and this oh, is yeah. when this is season 2 where Fox is saying oh you're such a commercial hit we're throwing all the money at you yeah go on let's Let's bring in James Old Jones for these bits. Well, he's guest he's guessed a few times in The Simpsons. He he plays uh, Maggie in one of the other Treehouses horror as well. Oh, with the axe and she axes yes. Willie, of course, yeah. Oh. Um. So and he's I don't know if he's been in any of the normal. I think he's with Bleeding Gums when Lisa's looking up yes, at the clouds and so he oh is. Simba, yeah. So the family are busy unpacking now, and it turns out it was a motored fate itself, so, you know. They've got everything, you know, cellar, large dining room, you know, five, six bedrooms. And in between all this, we have uh, paranormal activities going on. The books are getting, you know, just thrown out of the boxes now. One of them hits Lisa's there and she's blaming Bart. But they just don't really think of anything. And, like, straight away, like, all the typical, like, oh, haunted haunted house tropes, all the... uh, um, ghostly sighting tropes are all about you know bleeding walls and such. Um, even one that's very poltergeisty, like big influences off her 
you know, the haunted, the terror house and yeah. poltergeist and everything. We get a little vortex, don't we, Cal? We do. Um, this, uh, I've just looked it up. He's in three episodes through the Trias of Horror, and Das Bus, he's the narrator at the end who goes, and uh, who saved the kids? Well, I don't know. Let's say Mo. Mo. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, there's lots of little kind of horror things. Um, very poltergeist uh, at the end as well, if I remember right. Mm, um, house eating itself. Yeah. This bit, uh, we were questioning this, um, dear viewer, uh, dear listener, even before uh, the episode, where we weren't sure what was going to be the uh, favourite part. And I think this was potentially going to be it of when they throw the orange into the vortex and they get a message by which hits homer in the face saying um don't throw your crap into our dimension <laughs> yeah like he sends it a text that's pretty much yeah. it just here's an orange emoji and here's uh, here's your text back as a nudge for your msn types but whilst homer's pissing about with um vortexes and other realms um the house is trying to kill bart choking him with the lamp cord and floating him up in the air and you know Lisa's I will say the score in this is brilliant Definitely. and a fun fact um this is Alf Clawson's um first um episode with the Simpsons oh. this is the first episode he worked on with a production and the score and it's just brilliant this is one of the best bits of um like uh, score and music um I've ever heard on it it's just perfectly fitting those types of films, the possessions, it fits this episode and the acting as well. Yeah. But when, um, but like when you'll get like, um, oh, it'll be creepy, creepy, creepy. Oh, and then it's a joke. Yeah. Creepy, disturbing, creepy, creepy. Oh, and it's a joke. Like you yeah. get the score and Lisa's saying, oh, there's potential evil here. And Homer's just, no, you're scaring your mother. Don't do that. And come on, kids, we're leaving. And you get a little like Jetsons sound effect. With the with the coats coming down, it's fun. It is, and, and the um, like the, uh, the transitions between each story is very different as well. It's really fantastic. Um, obviously, with between this one and the next one, it's more sci-fi, and you get the um, I can't remember what the fucking instrument's called. You know the one uh, where it's just like a bar, and it's just like they makes a Star Trek sound of do do. Yeah, the Beach Boys popularized it. Yeah, the pheromone. There we go. Um, it's you know it's it's good. It's the music's fantastic. The acting's fantastic. The jokes kind of all hit. You get Bart, and I obviously you're you're a lonely only child, um, <laughs> as I'd like to remind you of, of me with my one of being one of four. Um, we constantly would get blamed for things we haven't been done and it's just it's it's, it's a really funny bit where he's just like all right boy how are you gonna talk your way out of this one <laughs> <laughs> it's his fault he's getting... and he's 10 foot up in the air getting choked <laughs> it's fantastic but it's a fixer-upper cow you know it's homes under the hammer here you know once you get a bit of decking down and you know sort the floorboards out new curtains it'll be grand because yeah. you know if they leave they're not talking about a few dollars it's a few thousand dollars if they leave this and yeah, um, Castlenetta and uh, Julie Cavanagh here, just great voice acting, especially Homer's little I'm moving, oh shit, scream. Yeah. <laughs> like that. And then the scream when he just falls on the floor. 
Yeah, great vamping by Dan. Don't be so stubborn! We're not talking about a few dollars. We're talking about a few thousand dollars. <laughs> it's got great high ceilings. <laughs> Tell you what, let's um, sleep on it, okay? Family decide to sleep on it. And um, yeah, oh, this is the proper scary bit, folks. Um, I mean, I look at it now and obviously, you know, kids are going to watch it because it's The Simpsons and parents are parents and it's their own independence but i just think no this is like genuinely scary everything from the score um the house manipulating the family to go and kill each other and the bit that did it for me cow is um homer like this is essentially it's a design they'd reuse for um uh the shining the shin in parody because homer's similar sort of wild hair similar acts and that and he's just got the nice, uh, demented voice saying, uh, you know... They are all against me. They all must die. Yeah, this is proper scary stuff, Cal. It is. And you kind of... Like you said, uh, it's very shining kind of thing of like trying to turn the family uh, apart from each other. Um, you know, you get... Do you remember the weapons? What do you get? Ooh. Homer's obviously got the axe. Yeah. Uh, Maggie has... Like a, the smallest knife, like a shiv. Yeah. Um, Bart has a butcher knife, but I don't know what I'd call Lisa's. Isn't it Lisa who gets the butcher knife? The proper square ones with the little hole in it, Bart's got it. Uh, the kitchen but, knife, then I assume? I think she just gets a normal kitchen knife, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. But Marge also has a bread knife, but she's genuinely fine. She's, she's making just a making a sandwich. And the family are ready to kill each other and the house is chanting for everyone to die and they're all laughing and um, like Maggie's even laughing there and Marge comes in, drops the plate right, everyone just stop it now and it's not like in a horror film where it's a big massacre or there's a big fight to get the spirits out, it's just okay, let's drop those, oh sorry mum, sorry oh, sorry Homer, sorry <laughs> they're all very ashamed of what they've done I like it it is. It's fantastic. It's just the old straight, straight away. They're just away from it. Um, the house then starts talking again. It's like going good out. Uh, they then decide to um, finally look inside the um, basement randomly. Why did it go down in the basement? I can't remember. Because um, they're trying to find reasons why this is happening. Right. And obviously, the big old trope, you know, Indian burial ground. Yeah. Or, you know, pet cemetery, and it's here and. <laughs> Oh, th this is um, this is the final straw for Homer. Ninja, what? And then um, call calls up the solicitor and oh, this is one of my favourite jokes in this whole thing, Cal. What happens? It's a strong one. He goes, "You didn't mention it. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. This is disgusting." Um, hangs it. He goes, "Oh, oh, okay." Uh, hangs up the phone. Uh, he actually mentioned it five or six times. <laughs> <laughs> An ancient Indian what? <laughs> Mr. Plute, Homer Simpson here. When you sold me this house, you forgot to mention one little thing. You didn't tell me it was built on an Indian burial ground! No, you didn't! Well, that's not my recollection. Yeah, well, all right, goodbye. He says he mentioned it five or six times. Question is, though, with the Indian burial ground, do you remember any of the uh, graves? Because they're all... Oh, they're all um, 
they're all typical Native American ones. So like Pocahontas yeah. is a real one. Geronimo is a real one. Tonto. Um, uh, I think I saw Gandhi. Was Gandhi there? Gandhi's there. Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, and then there's uh, Crazy Horse and Not So Crazy Horse. Ah, cute. Oh, I like that. But yeah, Homer's just been absolutely clueless. He was just willing to um, forgive, forgive the cemetery for the forgive the burial ground for the high walls and the big retail value just five or six times as well. It's as bad as um, you know, hello, Mister Thompson. I can see where they get it from yeah. now. But this is where the house is reaching the ultimatum, just saying you all die, your eyes will burst, and your brains will come out, and some. Oh, the horrible stuff. And um, Julie Kavner shrieking out, do not bully our family. Quit trying to push us around. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, uh, amazing. I can't um, rate this episode and rate this segment enough, Cal. Just a great performance. Your stomach will swell. Your intestines will writhe and boil. Your eyes will burst. And some horrible stuff, possibly your brains, will start coming out through your nose. It is. It's just. It's very reminiscent to when you know when she actually gives notes and has a mental breakdown. Um, she decide. You know, she talk, has a good talking with the house and says, "Look, this is our house. You know, you can't boss us around. You, you need to either learn to live with us or you need to change your ways." And what does the house do? It turns out it's a very mature house. I oh, can I have a minute to think about it? Yeah, sure. And <laughs> they just leave the house and then he thinks oh eternity with the simpsons what must i do and well he pretty much decides to uh kill himself (laughs) kill himself yeah yeah again this is poltergeist um frame for frame pretty much isn't it it is uh with the lights and in the kind of like weird window finger at the top um it is it's fantastic and and you know lisa's very good good saying of you know a house decided to destroy itself rather than living with us. Um, you can't at least help but feel a bit insulted. <laughs> <laughs> with that, we move on to Act Two, Story Two now, and we have Bart trying to ramp up things now with a, a little severed finger trick there. And it turns out it's just a, a cotton wool ketchup. And Maggie realizes this and just tries to suck his finger. Ugh, baby spit, no. So now we have Hungry Are the Dam there, the family enjoying a little. Late night barbecue, and I thought this um, the fire gag, the uh, petrol gag into barbecue. I thought that was only in um, the Lisa the vegetarian one, but I didn't realise this is um, how it started. They've used this joke before. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, where he's just spraying it and spraying it and spraying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the Lisa the vegetarian one, it, it twice, just likes normally. Oh, does it? Oh, see, I, 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 I thought he did it twice. Like he did it with two no, different he... bottles and stuff. No. Oh right. Uh, he does it twice, but um. Uh, sorry. The... Uh, yeah. A bit like he, he clears one bottle and then he's just like gets another one. And he just goes up in some flamey <laughs> mushroom cloud. cloud there in the sky. And after that little uh, debacle there, Lisa's lying on the ground and she realizes she sees a UFO there. Um, and oh, I don't know how to feel about it. It's awkward to look back now, but I'm aware of restraints and them trying new things. Where it's um, 
a different animated part of Lisa and the background's not animated and just zooms in. It's, it's ve- like a big awkward yeah, zoom in. Yeah, it's very anime. It's very, um, to save money, we're just going to do this quickly. <laughs> but um, it works. It's nice. It kind of shows everyone's kind of all of it. And like obviously Homer just kind of comes over and he's just like, guys, your burgers are going cold. <laughs> Holy moly. And he just continues. Uh, I like the consistency. He continues to eat. And then when he has to have the two beams to abduct him, he's still chomping on his burger there. Now, he's just having burgers there. I mean, very, very briefly, I guess. Um, what were you expecting at a barbecue, like, standards? Oh, we're full co- uh, carnivals all the way. Um, we, you know, we have lots of meat, uh, kebabs, lamb chops, chicken, burgers. Um, and then there's always, like... There's, there's, I remember this one year we had a lot. It was like not one, not one of the first, but it was one of the first where it was just kind of like our inner family. And my sister came with her husband, um, and like my mum and my brother-in-law had like a bit of salad. I tend to have a bit of salad as well, but you know, I'm 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 going there for like the gay orgy. I'm I'm there for the meat, like. That's all. I, that's all I want, and you could really tell the difference between a reader and like one, the ones who are born readers and the ones who are not. We tend to put a good buffet on on everything, really. You know, it's a good barbecue when they're whipping out the chicken wings and the kebabs. Yeah, so Proper we skewers. We don't tend to do wings. Um, my dad doesn't really like wings for some reason. Um, I think it's just because he's, you know, you don't get a lot of meat on him. Um, here in the UK, it's very hard to get good wings but yeah you yeah. can get them um occasionally um but so yeah I, and they're not really a big fan of like meat on the bone and stuff like that we'll have like lamb chops and shit but that's probably that's probably it really but you know it's it's good it's, what about yourself what you know a typical tyler barbecue what do you have i've only really properly headed barbecue two or three times but i always make sure your standard um sausage and burgers are there but i always try and do something different for the third so i might do um like wings or thighs or um if it can be bothered just proper skewers as well some nice uh, roasted uh garlic and peppers uh within it as well and you're laughing love it the family are abducted by uh the debut of kang and kodos here they're the two aliens from rigel 4 um who would appear in a lot more uh Travis Horrors. I don't think they've been in every single one. I'll have to have a little look at that myself. But um, this started as well, a little hack the writers and producers found out. Um, do you know what they do to extend time on a Trials of Horror or uh, they like cut an episode aw- that featured them? They cut away to him. Yes, and they just have him laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. I mean, it's it's cheeky, but you know, I'll, I will accept it. It's not... Um, Two Conway Twitty songs, you know, back to back like Family Guy's yeah. done. Like we see you there. Oh, I saw something really egregious they're doing in the recent season. Cow, there's some cutaway gag of um, like uh, cling film. That's it. Uh, tr- the struggler trying to get it out and then wrap it, and then you can't really wrap it successfully. What's this? It's song? an alright joke. Fa- family Guy. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. an alright joke, but uh, hell, they do Family Guy the shit out of it. Yeah, it's a. One minute fifty one second clip, Cal. Oh God! And I just think, my God, like why? And it's two million dollars an episode now to produce. That's mad. 
yeah, according to uh, like one year ago, some report. So uh, <laughs> that's where your taxpayers' money's going, folks. God damn. I mean, what, what do you think of Callan Kodos and his characters and staples of uh, Treehouse of Horror? Uh, they're strong. They're they're fantastic. Um, they, you know, they're the classics of The Simpsons. Really, the Simpsons characters alone. Uh, never mind. You know, as like a standalone fucking ga- uh, person, uh, they always have you know good stories and stuff like that with them in there's a few out there there's obviously the one where it turns out marge i think that's what we did last time weren't it the one where uh yes with kang yeah that's the one marge is just an intergalactic hussy um oh boy that was quick what are you implying (laughs) the classic episodes of the simpsons really you know they go away they're kind of they're, they're quite an independent you know, design of a character really, rather than like obviously the grey aliens and stuff you'd see, not just in American Dad, but obviously in, in the entirety of our idea of of heroes, re- you know, aliens and stuff like that. Really, um, but the, the they kind of stand out as their own character, really. Uh, you know, their own independent. There aren't they with the upper echelons of uh, sci-fi and alien characters, Marvin yeah. the Martian. Kang Kodos, that Roger the Alien, you're absolutely right. I do enjoy them. Um, I don't think I used to enjoy them as much when I was younger, just because I thought, oh, they're only around for the uh, horror episodes and that. But I think what does it for me is the voices. Yeah. Because it's just so grand and overly theatrical. Like, one one bit that always seems to get me, and it's not even that good of a joke, but it's um, that previous Halloween episode we reviewed with Jerry Springer. And, he's got, and he goes, Oh, hello, I'm Kang. And this is my sister, Kodos. And just, hello. <laughs> it's just a simple hello. Yeah. To um, home and that. It just uh, really gets me. Yeah. It's the voice that does it. And just, um, oh, what grosses me out now in a good way is just, um, again, this is Alf Clausen doing his thing for uh, helping the FX team. Yeah. It's the drooling. It's yeah. the consistent drooling noise as well. Definitely, definitely. It's it's you know it's the design of them really as well like how how they are constantly drooling and you know the sound you, you know on on certain episodes they obviously take the helmet off but on some most most of the canonical versions of it they don't um, that is fantastic they they can do so much with them as well obviously you've got the when they uh, <laughs> when they run for uh, president. Which oh, I've, one of the best ones. Ever. Yeah, I think we yeah. should, even though it's not obviously past Halloween, I think we should kind of try and review that closer to, uh, is it November 2nd, I guess? when Or whenever the oh, election yeah. comes oh, yeah. happens. Don't worry, we'll get it done. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and get that done for that time. Um, they're just, they're just, I don't know, they're just very good. They're very, you can do so much with them, especially with like you know they're aliens so you've got a lot of freedom and i think that's what they've said about these three house of horror uh episodes where they've got a lot more creative freedom obviously there's not much continuity within the simpsons anyway um they've just got a lot of creative freedom in regards to what they can do especially with an alien as well where you can just kind of completely you know, maybe they are female. Like, and one of the first jokes, what they say is, like, "Oh, you only speak English." He goes, "Oh, by a lucky coincidence, uh, our two languages are exactly the same." They're exactly the same. <laughs> it's just little jokes like that. It's very hitchhiker's kind of thing. Of, of, we're just gonna throw it away, and this, you know, this is why we can all understand each other. Like, 
you know, the TARDIS translate is a universal translator. Oh um, yeah, the Doctor Who's Hitchhikers, yeah, Bubble Fish goes into your fit, uh, into your brain. Um, a lot of places do tra- international translators, but I just like that little throwaway of it. It's just kind of like it just shuts everyone up. It's like, yeah, okay, makes sense. Yeah, this is how we're going to get around it, folks. Yeah. The family initially, you know, terrified. What are they going to do? And Lisa's sending out a plea bargain here. You know, we're simple, but please don't do anything. But straight away, they just give them what they want. They say dinner time, and they have everyone's perfect meal there. You know, you've got pork chops, homer, radish, rosettes, fried shrimp for Lisa. This is before Lisa the vegetarian folks, so uh, don't come at me on Twitter uh, over this saying, Ooh, where's the veg? So there yeah, you go. Paul. Sloppy so, Joe's. Stop it. Leave him alone. Paul. I don't know. I don't use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and Sloppy Joe's for Bart as well there. Um, they're just busy snacking away and that and loving it. What would your perfect meal be? Ooh. I'll go off. We'll say you get to because obviously they eat twice. I'll go off takeaway and say it will be a Lamb Rogan Josh. Okay. Talking curry, it's got to be Indian curry. Okay. Um, the other one, uh, risotto. If I can get a nice seafood risotto, that's weird. Anything seafood, really. So I'm talking mussels in there, yeah. shrimp, yeah. Uh, squid. Love it. I was talking about risotto earlier today, actually. Um, randomly out of blue. Uh, for myself, probably super random. I so last last year, um, I went to America, went to Texas, and we had um. On the on the one of the last days, when I was getting drove to from Corpus back to Houston to the airport, airport, the air, the air station, as it should be called, um, we went for these amazing tacos and it was fish tacos and it was in a big like massive box where there were loads of different. Tacos. Oh, I've heard good things about fish and tacos. Yeah, it's it was delicious. There was loads of different fish. It was like monkfish and and like tuna and stuff like that. Not a big fan of salmon, um, but it was like and then they would. There were these kind of beans as well, what they had, um, and other stuff as well. Um, and by far, it was a delicious, delicious food. I was too hungover to properly enjoy it, but I still, oh, no. I still dream about it today. Like I'll just text, <laughs> my, I'll, I'll text my mate, and I'm just like, I just, I need these tacos. Like, Did you ever think about making it at home for yourself? No, I'd feel like fucking Skinner. I won't be able to get spices right. Like, but it was just <laughs> it, 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 it 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 was just Perfect. kind of like because there was so much, so many different like different types, and there was just, like refried beans, and then there was like different types of salads Ooh, and beautiful. salsa and stuff like that. Uh, it was just absolutely delicious. It was a big like a pizza box worth of. I'd say like a medium, a medium pizza box worth of like dif- different types of tacos and shit like that, and it was just absolutely. I, I miss it. I need to go back just for them. For my second meal, my go-to meal, uh, spag bol. I just love spaghetti bolognese. It's Ooh, solid. And you know, if you're gonna go for like the best spag bol you you've ever had, like that's what you go for. It's like if you ever get into a deal with the devil, have him on. Uh, uh, you should. Oh, I'll start again. If you ever meet the devil and he offers you a challenge you should go for a jerk off challenge where he has to jerk you off either you, you, you win him and you get whatever you want or you have the best fucking wank in your life <laughs> <laughs> and it's worth going to hell for <laughs> it's a win win 
either way, really. <laughs> just this is where we start. Um, <laughs> this is where we. St- I don't know. How <laughs> we start seeing, you know, the allusions to, you know, oh, there's something not quite right about this ship. There's ulterior motives because we have Serok the Preparer, James Earl Jones, back again, mm-hmm. saying, you know, oh well, what are you looking at, buddy? Oh, your wife is quite a dish. Oh, thank you. And you'll get these little uh, misleading quotes uh, throughout this there, you know, building up the unease throughout. And we get um, something that hit really close home for me. We have the aliens showing all their technology. They show this, um, you know, Rick and Morty sort of galaxy universe uh, channel, you know, thousands upon millions of TV channels from all of the galaxies there. Have you got HBO? No, that would cost extra. (laughs) Like, this was me... Um, grown up not having Sky in my house yeah. like I've only ever had Sky well like since my 20s and through um, getting it per month like for about 20 quid or so with proper offers and that I can watch like, all the football I want for about a month or so but oh like in the early 2000s no chance my dad even tried to um, get his Sky card chip there but that didn't work and then that led to having um, the TV people over. Really? And we just had to, yeah, and we had you to. We had told off had to, by the television licensing board, man. No, it wasn't that. It was Sky. Oh, because okay. someone snitched us out, and so oh, we had to hide. Dude. We had to hide our um, Sky um, box. Yeah. So it ended up um, underneath my um, bunk bed. <laughs> After this, um, you know, we're HBO uh, minus there, and Marge ripping into the aliens for. Just, just making Pong as well. When it was such a rage in the 70s, there, the aliens have just got their hands on it as well. Uh, the It's feeding time. It's dinner time again, Cal. And Lisa's grown ever more suspicious with this. And the family just knocking on the head. Oh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth and all that. Lovely little framing of um, when they reveal the second plates of food. Uh, Homer and Marge's uh, heads look like they're on plates. Mm. Almost uh, yeah. what the fate could be, folks. And they're saying, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, feed you, and then we'll present you like kings and queens." We'll at this massive party. Um, I'm trying to think. What does Serok say? Something like creepy and uh, reveal. Oh, that's it. Oh, don't worry. Um, there'll be plenty of time to chew the fat. Yeah. Get another little nice menacing <laughs> line. And um, oh, before we get to what Lisa finds, um, I forgot they weighed up the family. They do because. Yeah, because um, they f- sound disappointed with Bart, but then it's all, Oh, oh, <laughs> oh very something. good, Mr. Simpson. Oh. <laughs> very good, Earth Boy. Excellent, Mr. Simpson. Excellent. Like, I'm just thinking, like, I hope that's not a kink thing. Like, they're into, well, they're quite literally feeders, so they might well be. thing is, though, why are they measuring it? <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're weighing in for what could be to you know, eventually eat them there, or maybe it's uh, an opulence thing, you know, because all the you know successful kings were fat and had gout there. Yeah. It's a sign of uh, wealth and uh, royalty and that. Yeah. So maybe it's That's true. Th- this. I tell you what. Thinking about it now, this is what I'm enjoying a bit more about this because they towed the line well. Mm. Are they being genuine or mm. are they being typical devious? Uh, man-eating space monsters there it's up to you to decide um i mean what do you think cal because they do it quite well but i, I you know what? i'll go for the typical they were going to eat them 
it's uh, I no, I I generally believe that they were gonna see them as gods and such like that. Oh, um, yeah. I I you know it is very tipping the toe kind of thing. Um, in obviously later episodes and such, they do kind of at least eat them and, and shit like that. Um, I don't know. I don't, Mind you, at this time, they were great at subverting expectations, so I can definitely true. see them actually just going through, no, we would have worshipped you like kings. Yeah, true. I, I don't know. I think it is this very... It's, it's, it's a little bit too on the note. If anything against this, this segment, this segment's probably my favourite, if I'm honest. Um, but if there was anything against it, it is they're kind of pushing it a bit too hard. And that, that it, there's okay. going to be obviously like a role reversal of what actually does get eaten. You know, that they don't want to eat them and such like that. I don't think it's kind of like a bait and switch of going, oh, well, no, we were going to, but now that you found <laughs> out, I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. Um, but when it does find out, obviously, basically what happens uh, is Lisa then, you know, curious about all their good intentions, decides to go a little bit searching around the ship. Um, and finds the cookbook, which shot. Uh, well, finds uh, Serac, the great preparer, um, who we don't know at this moment what his name is, because if uh, she, he would have had to pronounce their name correctly, he would have to rip out their tongue. Um, yes, nice detail. She, he, he goes, oh, this is something that's going to completely delight the humans, and then goes off scuttling away. Uh, Lisa finds the cookbook in awe, in shock, brings it back to the Simpsons, uh, the rest of the family, and shows the book which says how to cook a human, um, uh, which then behind her is Codas, I'm going to say, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, who then ob- nicely like has a little window blows the dust off and it says how to uh, how to cook for cook humans. for humans lisa then blows a bit more dust to say to reveal 40 humans that oh wait there's still some more space dust on here <laughs> yeah. Which, and it's for 40 humans yeah exactly um they re- uh, to which then the aliens just snap and kind of go you know like we would have treated you how dare you like Give up our gra- uh, gratitude and throw it in our face. You know everything we've done for you and such like that. You would have been treated as kings on this earth. And they go, well, how can we kept on uh, feeding us food? Then because how dare you? We didn't. We offered you food. We you didn't have to eat it. And then you get to quite think, frankly, you made pigs of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it cuts to um, Shurak, uh, the great preparer, who's crying. <laughs> In the yes, um, I believe um, this is my favourite part of the episode, favourite line of the show. I would agree with you. Let me get this straight. You thought they thought we were going to eat them. <laughs> Good God. Is this some kind of joke? No, they're serious. Well, why were you trying to make us eat all the time? Make you eat? We merely provided a sumptuous banquet. And frankly, you people made pigs of yourselves. I slaved in the kitchen for days for you people, and... Well, 
If you wanted to make Serac the Preparer cry, mission accomplished. You aren't the only beings who, who have emotion, you know. If you wanted to make Serac the Preparer cry, mission accomplished. <laughs> and they really, they really run him down now as well, poor guy. <laughs> But you know they're not the only ones that have feelings too. Exactly, and you know they drop they drop them off, and they go. You would have felt uh, something five hundred times more than love, and a thousand times more than joy, or the other way around. Yeah. Um, to which it cuts away to Marge. It's just a very good sharp comment of Marge, of for someone who's uh, mastered intergalactic space travel, they really know how to rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> I see, honey, do you see what we mean now when you say you're too smart for your own good? And the boy's just like, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Completely unforgiving there. And, yeah, that's how we end that one. I will say for this one, Cal, this is probably the funniest um, story for me. Definitely, yeah. It's 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 just, it's just from hit to hit, really. Um, that's, it's probably... This felt more like a typical Trouser Horror story compared to the... The, the the scarier one there at the start there yeah the definitely uh, there's only ever actually been one Treehouse of Horror which actually did scare me it's one of the later ones I don't know which one specifically it is um, can I can it, I guess it's when Homer eats parts of his body no it is not it is any have another guess um or is it the twenty hundred twenty seven days later parody where Homer's cutting his arm off no. It's uh, the... I'll, I'll just try and find which one specifically it is. Um, Treehouse of Horror uh, X15. Is that 14? Treehouse of Horror? Yeah, 14. 15. 14. Uh, yeah, no, season 15. Um, it's the one where uh, Dr. Frink gets uh, his dad back to life and he starts like body stealing and shit like that oh yeah uh, don't know why so it freaked me out as a kid and it's it's when he builds Skinner's spine out of his throat oh yeah uh, and yeah it just made me feel funny um that one as he uh, freaked me out a little bit um as a as a youngster but um great agnes line following up that i always knew you were spineless, spineless. Yeah, exactly. we end with our final act now folks it's um retelling of the raven by edgar Allan poe here yeah i'll just say from my own humble opinion folks this is where it i know falls a bit flat here but i'll give it props i think this is a cute retelling i really enjoyed the animation here um you know with bart there was the raven in particular um james l jones great delivery great actor but um yeah i'm glad they didn't like do these retellings of um like quite literal retellings of um stories and poems, Cal. What about you? Yeah, it's definitely the weaker one. Um, you know, it's it's funny enough. Um, however, it's uh, it's not even that funny if I'm honest. It's it's, it's okay. It, it's it's cute. with any of these episodes, there's always a stronger one, an okay one, and like a weaker one. Um, and it's it, it's it's the same with any anthology series or any kind of like, arguably any acts of a film, uh, of a, a TV show or a film, I guess. Yeah. As far as you can push it, um, but it's yeah, it's it's okay. It's I've not really got much else 
to say about it, if I'm honest. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's just um, Homer is um, you know, the main character in The Raven there, the man who lost his wife, Lenore, who's Marge, and he's just getting lamented and teased by the spirits of uh, her passing. And he hears a knock on the door, and there's no one there. That's uh, supposed to be scary. Bart just interrupts saying, you know what would be better than that? Anything! It's completely, completely starved some action there. But it turns out, you know, it's a raven tormenting him. He flies in through the window and he just says, uh, nevermore. And it teases Homer and then it drives him crazy. And that's pretty much how it ends. This man turning into madness. And um, But he appreciates the story. But, you know, it's no Friday the 13th because, you know, it's pretty tame by today's standards there. I'm pretty sure in the 1800s they would have been cacking their pants but we see homer outside and he's shivering to the core throughout all these stories that's just happened i'm I'm glad we've not really gone much into this because you know it's there's not much it's just rereading a poem yeah essentially. yeah exactly and like you know it, it is a nice selling it, you know it's very well done out i guess but it's yeah it is what it is we have homer um just getting back into bed, Marge saying, oh no, don't turn off the light yet, no, just a few more minutes, and Marge is going to have to say, oh, those stories aren't real, you know, and we get to see a little raven outside of the bedroom window cackling, and home with a very apt line, ooh, I hate Halloween, and this would kick off, like, a brilliant tradition of uh, non-canonical comedy horror stories there. Yeah. I can't think of any other series that has got as a successful, not even spin-off, but special episodes. You could argue, well, I was just thinking of like uh, Cheers with Frasier, but that was a whole series, that was a proper spin-off series. But yeah. um, I believe the closest thing I can think of is, um, I guess, Rick and Morty doing their um, Future Galaxy stuff. Yeah. The, or the Morty's Mind Blows things. Yeah, yeah. Bob's Burgers have somehow patented um, like Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah. They do really solid ones of them with Bob getting pissed and uh, cooking turkey for Mr. Fish Oda. I watched that one earlier today. Actually. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> I love Bob's Burgers. It's very fantastic. Um, it's yeah, like you said, uh, they you know, it's a staple of of The Simpsons. Where, as I said at the beginning of this episode, they stand by themselves. You know, you can very much, regardless of how bad they get there's always the treehouse of horror to look forward to and it's exactly. such an inspiration where there's more like Bosbergers does do halloween episodes as well but they but they, they without you know without simpsons in general anyway you wouldn't get you wouldn't get Bosbergers, you wouldn't get rick and morty you wouldn't get the morty's mind blowers or the um intimate interdimensional cable episodes that's the one Thank um you. because like even Rick says, it's just it's basically Treehouse of Horror, but we're doing it instead. Um, there's there's so much inspiration from these episodes, especially in our zeitgeist and in you know in other TV shows to to kind of take that change where they can kind of do do an uncanon sub series, really. You know, there's there's thirty odd episodes of him. <laughs> you can watch them as a series and yeah they're not always great but you know they're always there they're always something to look forward to it's fantastic and it's really it is really nice to kind of see where they originally came from um 
in regards to the rating the episodes raven is obviously at the bottom being that we just kind of skipped over it quite a bit <laughs> um uh the fate i'd then i'd then say probably bad dream house and then my favorite is hungry no damn um dumb sorry um you know it and it's and like like i said at the beginning of the episode they don't they, they they still do it occasionally in episodes um but it, it is rare that they um you know they have the interlining plot as well what would you think that as, as kind of like a storytelling because arguably you can say this one is in canon because it's the kids retelling stories so they're not you know they're not terrifying or anything like that you they're not realistic they're not happening in reality kind of thing they're just retelling stories and by that logic you could kind of push to the rest of them but probably less because obviously the later ones just kind of go more on pop culture since it's always about pop culture and such like that but they're more kind of parodies of whatever's big in that year um but like I said, arguably you can say this one is canon because it's the Simpsons telling the stories to each other rather than title card, next one, title card, next one. Um, it's a shame they stopped um, finding the creative wraparounds like this yeah. one's actually in a treehouse. We reviewed the one where it's the Simpsons are having a Halloween party. Yeah. Um, we will get to the one eventually where it's Bart doing the Night Museum uh, parody. He's going through the paintings. Can't remember that one. Which... It's um, it was the same Rod, the same fellow who did um the Twilight Zone. I had another series come out years later called yeah. the Night Shift and the Night Museum. Right. Okay. And he's walking through, and he it's part. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. Paintings. On the, yeah. In the interest. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, they're it... dogs and they're playing poker. That yeah. one. Yeah. 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 I know which one you're on about. Uh, what about your final uh, rating out of five, please, Cal? <laughs> Uh, right. For the final rating is that's a hard thing to do because it, are we are we rating the episode in general? Or are we rating it each individual section? Uh, we'll we'll go in total overall. So uh, overall, it's got to be a five out of five. Like the, you know, even though it's it's not it's not the best tree house of horror, it was a lot better than I remembered. Um. The, the last one is obviously the weaker one, but as I explained previously, um, please refer to my previous email in regards to my point about that. Um, <laughs> but it's you know without the, without this episode, without them taking that that jump, really, you know we wouldn't have other especially horror animation as if as a thing. Um, it was always about, but it wasn't as prevalent as as it was in this original. Uh, in, in the 80s and 90s and stuff like that um it's just fantastic uh what about yourself how would you rank them and how would you rate the full episode uh ranking the stories like you the raven ones at the bottom it's just a retelling although i appreciate the cute efforts and the great uh line deliveries by dan castlenetter and uh, james l jones there second is <coughs> second is going to be uh the UFO one, and the first one's going to be uh, the Bad Dream House, just because I'm still surprised how properly 
horrific and horror it is and they do it very well and there's just the right amount of comedy just to offset it um and oh, well there's just loads of firsts alf clausen's first production with it introduction of canon kodos there the concept of treehouse of horrors and these non-canon episodes and just the complete creativity and the perfect blend of horror and comedy and you know primetime animation so with that i'm gonna match you cal there um i'm gonna also give it a very scintillating spooky five out of five um indian burial grounds <laughs> oh, oh, I hate Halloween. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good.